0: Happy, happy, happy Tuesday, everybody. It's the Joey Manarino Show. I'm coming to you today with a very special guest. And we're gonna talk about the border. The southern border, it's a disaster in our nation. I mean, people talk about a lot of issues. We talk about all different kinds of things. But if you can't have a sovereign border, you don't have a nation. And President Trump talked about this. He talked about the wall. The wall was built partially, but Congress blocked him from building it fully. The wall would have stopped a lot of our problems, but not all of our problems, because we have a large legal immigration problem, too. We have too much legal immigration. We have too much poverty in this country to have people coming in constantly. And I believe in a certain amount of legal immigration. But I think what we're doing right now, we're doing overkill. There's no reason visa diversity, lotteries, and blah, blah, blah. Other than family unification, other than bringing a husband and a wife, a mother and a son, a father and a daughter, you know, really? Other than that? Other than direct? I'm not talking about cousins. I'm talking about direct. Father, mother, mother, son. You know what I mean. Mother, child, father, child, parent, child. Let's just be, you know, clear about it. There's two genders. No birthing people, blah, blah, blah. None of that stuff. Mother, father, and the child. Or husband and wife. Other than that, I don't see a need for a lot of immigration going on in this country right now. Since Joe Biden took over the Oval Office, there have been over five and a half million illegals at our southern border crossing over into this country, 5.6 million. And that's just the number that they're telling you. If they're telling you that, do say eight. okay? CBP, Customs and Border Patrol, has seized 22,300 pounds of fentanyl at the southern border just in 2023. Already in this year, fentanyl seizures have surpassed last year, and we're not even done. In just the first nine months, 140 people whose names appear on the terrorist watch list, we're stopped at the southern border. It's an all-time record. It's more than the entire Trump presidency combined. 140 people whose names are on the terrorist watch list. You're talking about people who want to walk into your grocery stores with a suicide vest on and yell words that rhyme with word, whatever. Let's not say it. But you know what I'm talking about. You're talking about terrorists. You're talking about literal terrorists. You're talking about Chinese military. You're talking about Iranian military. You're talking about, you want to talk about Russia. Russia, Russia. They talk about Russia. We like Russia here. But, you know, whatever. Russians are not the enemies. But you've got Russian intelligence coming across that border. You've got everybody. You got everybody coming across the border. Under Biden's open border policies, the number of unaccompanied minors crossing the border increased nearly 800% since 2020. We got to stop this stuff. We got to stop this stuff. So today I have on the show a wonderful woman. She is a gem. Okay, What she has done in El Paso to bring awareness to the problems at the southern border is amazing. She's an incredible woman. Her name is Irene Armendariz Jackson. And she's fabulous. She's one of the best. She ran for Congress in 2020. She moved the district quite a bit to the right. It's a blue district, but she moved it. She moved the district even a little more in 2022. And the rumor is, and she'll address it on this show, the rumor is she might just be running again in 2023. So, We are looking very forward to talking to her because the border problems, I mean, it's a mess. And the Republican Party, honestly, they're not strong enough on it as they need to be. Some of them are, but there's no reason Mallorcas is still in this country. Well, I mean, yes, that's actually true. There's definitely no reason he's running the borders of this country, though. They had a border act of 2023, the Republicans, and it was okay. It was pretty strong it would have forced the biden administration to restart construction of the border wall it would have deployed a whole bunch of new technology to the southern and northern border it would have increased the number of border patrol agents and given them bonus pay it would have required a lot of transparency regarding the illegal crossings from the department of homeland security because Who knows what the numbers really are? It would have strengthened the current law to protect unaccompanied minors from human trafficking. It would have ended catch and release. It would have ended the abuse of Executive Immigration Authority. It would have strengthened and streamlined the asylum process, which I don't like because I don't really think we should have an asylum process. But you know what? If we get all the rest of it, maybe we could have had a start. Biden said it was dead on arrival. He didn't even want to consider it. So we have a problem. We have a problem. And it's a reason I talk about safety a lot. I talk about personal safety all the time on this show. I talk about how the dollar is going to crap. The dollar is being killed. It's being killed because when you have an unlimited amount of illegal immigration coming to the country, you can't really continue like that. And that's why I partnered with Goldco. I don't know if you know about Goldco. They're a six-time INC 5000 winner. 2022 company of the year and they've helped people like me and you place over two billion dollars of gold and silver and in this kind of economy with illegal immigration coming through stealing all the jobs from the American people as everybody's going broke you need to invest in something other than the United States dollar so right now all supporters of my show are being offered up to ten thousand dollars listen to that up to ten thousand dollars in bonus silver while supplies last time is running out it's getting worse. Things are getting bad. The dollar is about to go down, 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 down. So call Goldco. Please. you got to call 855-339-6446 or go to goldco.com forward slash Joey 855-339-6446. Save yourself. Save this country. Let's let's like start to put our investments into something. That way when the storm comes, when everything goes down... You've got some gold instead of this dollar that's about to be worthless. And with that being said, I don't want to end on a gloomy note. I want to get right into this interview. The wonderful Irene Armandaris Jackson on the other side of this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so glad to bring you one of the most important voices on the issue of the southern border. She has been fighting at that border for as long as I've known her. And really, she's seen more than anybody would ever care to see down in El Paso with the disaster that's been going on down there. I introduced to you Irene Armendari jackson She's run for Congress. She is the head of the Border Patrol PAC, the Border Security Coalition PAC, actually. And she just does so much. Irene, thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you.
1: Oh, it's quite the pleasure.
0: Yes, Irene, so I just wanna give you the floor for a minute. Tell people what goes on. You're in El Paso, you've been there just about your whole life, right? So.
1: Right. My entire life. Yeah.
0: So tell people how things have changed from, you know, 20, 30 years ago with the border situation back then to how things are today when you walk out your door.
1: Absolutely. So again, thank you so much for having me. And um, I hope this reaches every conservative in our nation and understand that what we're doing, what we do, we don't do it for self gain. We do it because now that I'm a grandmother of five I want to make sure that my grandchildren and then the generations that come after them, our posterity, like our founding documents say, are able to live with more freedoms than what we enjoy right now. But if we don't get into the fight and start making some real changes into bringing us back to a constitutional republic, um... We the freedoms that we have are our grandchildren and children will never know. And that's not okay with me. And I hope it's not okay with the rest of America. So I grew up here in El Paso. I was born in the barrio. My first language is Spanish and I grew up going to to church in Ciudad Juarez, which is our neighbor city. If uh, for those of you that don't know the demographics, we are a river away from Mexico. Um, there's bridges here in El Paso, and uh, most of us have what we call a binational relationship with Ciudad Juarez, especially. And so I grew up going to church in Juarez, and all of my activities were basically in Ciudad Juarez, except school. And we came to school and we slept here in our in El Paso, but. Uh, we're very, our culture is very Mexican. So Mm -hmm. you fast forward, I get married, I go to college, I have kids, we have three daughters, my husband and I are going to be married 30 years in November, he's a retired border patrol agent. And we have three beautiful daughters, one of them will be 29 uh, on the 12th. And then we have a 25 year old in law school, and we have a 16 year old. And so Um, Now we have five grandbabies and we're very, very much concerned about the state of our nation. And so with the support of my husband, I ran for Congress. We were able to move the needle with no um, big uh, money and uh, also with hardly any support from the establishment, 12%. Um, you saw a lot of focus on the re- what we call the valley here in Texas, mm-hmm. three candidates, but we got none of that support, not even any acknowledgement. But that's okay because we're very grassroots And the 12% that we've been able to move the needle in favor of conservative, of Republicans, it's been one uh, door at a time, one conversation at a time. And we can hope to continue. So what I saw growing up to what I see now is the church I grew up in is right on Juarez Avenue. So one of the most trafficked um, bridges, and many of you saw it when they... um, they, they stormed the bridge, all the illegals trying to get to the United States. That's what oh, that, that was Santa right near Fe you. Bridge. That's the bridge, the Santa wow. Fe bridge, wow. which if you the street that they took to get into the United States to get to the bridge is uh, in the Mexican side. It's called Juarez Avenue, Avenida Juarez. The church I grew up in is four blocks south. It's oh on gosh. that same street. So this is, and I'm t- I'm telling you all this because I want everybody to get an idea as to, believe me, when I say we know about illegal immigration, we know about illegal immigration because we have a, a saying in Spanish, the chola migra. The, the migra is slang for border patrol. Right. And in the Hispanic um groups, it's almost like a joke that they'll say, I viene la migra calling you an illegal. It it was a a joking, kind of crude uh, way that people within the Hispanic Mexican American community, uh, something that they use and we use. And so we would in growing up, I saw a lot of people that were deported, and that's where they deport them because PDN, the processing one of the processing centers, is yeah. um, connected to that bridge, and so they deport them there, and they they would just l- let them go. So a lot of people, especially during the times that there was a war in Salvador, yeah. they would come to the church and ask for help. And so there, we've been dealing with illegal immigration all of my life. Mm-hmm. And so we heard the horror stories of the people that really were running away from war torn countries and made it illegally into the United States. And then they were caught and they were deported. So jokingly, I like to say now, you know, I'm so old. I remember when illegals were run away from Border Patrol instead <laughs> of running to them. And that's where we're at. And that's, a, I think, a great comparison law enforcement to a certain degree should be feared like a respectful fear like i'm not going to break the law because law enforcement is going to hold me accountable the laws are there to hold us accountable and our laws have haven't changed what has changed is that with this president he has changed and instructed the Homeland Security and agency to change their procedures. Their procedures, right. So it's all, that's where it all comes down to. If our forefathers would see what is happening right now, they would definitely be against it because they never (laughs) intended for the executive branch to have this much power. And that's what's happening.
0: Of course. No. And, and that's it's basically disgrace. what's
1: happening. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, when
0: President and, Trump uh-huh. was over in, um, in the White House, obviously things were a little bit different. Now, you live right there. Was there a huge difference from the Obama administration to the Trump administration to the Biden administration in what you're seeing in El Paso? Did you see a difference on your streets from what his policies oh, were yes. to what you're seeing now?
1: So definitely. But let me just put a little bit of perspective since you take you're taking it back to the Obama administration. Yeah. That's when release started coming right. out. And right. one of the things that that was changed also was the fact that if you had a child with you, you would be processed and released. Well, all of a sudden, all these adults, especially <laughs> males, had a child with them. You know what is very sad and uh, should be alarming is that during the Trump administration, when um, the, Chad Wolf was the acting uh, yeah, the secretary, director right. of the Homeland yeah, DHS, there's a letter, and everybody can Google this, and it was three very Democrat um, left-wing radicals in congress that send him a letter basically condemning the rapid dna uh testing that was happening on the border even wow. though over 30% of the children that were being tested was being um was was actually letting us know that over 30% of these children were not with their biological family furthermore they had already come in with another set of quote unquote, parents. 30% so were
0: brought through a second time?
1: Over, over 30% of the wow. children that were, they had the DNA, rapid DNA. And so you had Castro, Talib, and Veronica Escobar, who's the representative here in El Paso. And for those of you that don't know what district El Paso is, this is Beto O'Rourke's hometown. So they're buddy buddies. And after beto Rourke stepped down to run for the senate against ted cruz that's when uh worse a worse of a radical veronica escobar came into the picture so you need to understand what we're fighting against here in el paso because everything that trump did veronica escobar condemned and she was part of the house of uh, the judiciary committee in the house and so she was part of the lawsuit against President Trump. She was part of the ones that impeached President Trumps. She taunts mm-hmm. um, that she was part of the ones that walked the articles of impeachment down and to be able to impeach Trump. Right. So the problem here is we have this radical that keeps getting elected, and then we have our side that completely ignores El Paso, yes. and yet we have proven that we are vital to national security here in El Paso.
0: 100%. I remember, speaking of Veronica Escobar, I remember her most famous moment probably on the national stage when she came out and said that El Paso is the new Ellis Island for America except the difference is Ellis Island. They did it legally. They actually vetted people. They didn't just have an open stream. I think, no, what we see at the border is a disgrace. And I want to ask you before I let you go, Alejandro Mayorkas, obviously, I think everybody agrees. He's probably the worst Homeland Security director that we've ever had. They bring Mm -hmm. him into Congress. I think he's been there about 10 times or maybe even a dozen times. Nothing ever happens. Now, I know you're thinking about running for Congress again, thinking whether you should and you really should, my opinion, but what do you think needs to actually happen with Mayorkas? Do you think we need more hearings? Do you think there's anything left for him even to say or can we just get rid of this guy and move on with maybe somebody a little less crazy? Is that even possible under Joe Biden? We,
1: I, I believe we need to try. I believe, And if I was in Congress, I would definitely support the impeachment of Mayorkas. And this is why it's so important for America, both our side and the left, the radical left, to be very well educated as to how our government operates and how it is supposed to work. Because, like, for example, I always tell them here in El Paso, when when, uh, Beto said, you know, I'm coming for your guns and I want your AR-15s and yada, yada, yada. And people were like, oh, my gosh, and this and that. And I said, you know, you should be so well educated, understanding that our Constitution guards us from people like him. And right. so, when he says things like that, our reaction should really be not one of fear, but definitely we can def- we can definitely start laughing and say, "I'm sorry, you don't have the authority to do that." And what we need to do is we need to make sure that who we're supporting, and who we are uh, putting our money. You know, we we like to complain a lot. Our our side likes to complain a lot. Yes, we. But do. we need to put money into action. If you are not supporting strong candidates, constitutional candidates, then why are you surprised that our nation is the way that it is? It's so So, true. And I'm
0: sorry to interrupt. I just have to say, like you're one of the best candidates out there. You in Texas, in that district, they gave money to so many other people in Texas that really didn't Mm -hmm. even end up winning their races in the end and they completely ignored your district which is suffering on the border it's the most flippable in my opinion you put a couple of million dollars from the rnc into that district you put some people on the ground you're going to flip the district because they see every single day the homeless encampments that are going around they see every day the side effects of illegal immigration why is the rnc not looking at this. And that's why I always say don't give them a dollar. Give directly to the candidates that are actually fighting the fight. Everybody who has any idea who you are knows if you had the resources in the last campaign, you would have gotten Escobar out of con. I mean, that district is ripe for a change. They went from Beto to Escobar. That district has suffered for a while. They are ready for someone like you. But if she has <laughs> $10 million and you have less than a million. It's impossible. Politics is a money game. So I think we really need to get behind. (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, you know it as well as anybody, if you don't have the resources, they'll just drown you out. So I think we really need to get behind people like you because you're actually going to make a change. If you do decide to run again, how is it that people are going to be able to help you this time?
1: Well, my website is still kind of running, so it's ireneforcongress.com, ireneforcongress.com, and you know anybody that wants to have a conversation and understand really the, it's not that complicated. I really, I don't think it's that complicated, and we can fix it from one day to the next, uh, as many other issues. But I think a lot of our politicians like to make us believe like we're not. Capable of bringing about change, you know, it's only for the for the 10 PhD people or the multimillion dollar people and uh, to run for Congress and to be able to fix our country. It's not that complicated. The solution for our border Uh, crisis is to enforce the law and you're never going to obligate people to to implement that if you don't have the right people in the legislative branch what that is the people's branch okay because that's the one we elect um and have that very local connectivity right so if you don't like the way things are going Exactly, exactly. We don't like the way that's why they tell me about term limits. I'm like, if you don't like who's representing you, then don't vote for them. And furthermore, contribute to the opponent's campaign and get active. I believe that there's the the it's like the Bible says the fields are ready for the harvest. Yes. But unfortunately, in this day and age, we do need the money. We have the right message. We have the winning message. I am the right candidate. I am the right person to occupy that office by the grace of God. But the the reach with a message is not as um, significant as we would like it to be because we don't have the resources. And every dollar that's contributed, it all goes to Reaching one more person to understand the difference between what the platform is right now and what the platform was uh, before even even the changes in the Democrat Party, because here in El Paso, people vote Democrat like it's a religion. It's almost like you're asking them to leave their religion in order to to vote A a certain way, but you know, little a little bit at a time. We are not giving up, no matter what. We still continue to impact the community. Um, I operate outside the GOP. Most GOPs are very dysfunctional, and so instead of concentrating on the things that are not important, um, we concentrate on bringing about change. And that's what we're doing. We still continue. We haven't stopped, and we will continue to do it. But of course with the resources and what i'm talking about is money it would be a lot easier
0: yes i know i mean so many people they say oh we don't donate to candidates we don't know where the money goes it goes into putting advertising on the air so that you can actually compete because it's it studies show the advertising really affects people most people don't pay attention we're you know it's august 2023 Nobody's even thinking about 2024, except maybe the 10% of political junkies out there like us. They don't realize how much this (laughs) stuff affects their life until October 20th of 2024. And if you're not on the air in that very precious time, which you can't be if you're not raising money right now, then you have a problem. And that's why even right now, go to her website. We're going to put the link here and donate to her and get her what she needs. She needs to be able to get on the air because we need people like her in Congress. Irene, I really thank, thank you for you. coming on. I have such a great deal of respect for you and all you do. Thank and you. I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: You too, God bless you all.
0: God bless you. That was very enlightening. That was very enlightening with Irene Armendariz Jackson and enlightening in a way that in reality, we don't want to know these things, but we have to know these things. We don't want them to be possible, But they are possible, and they're happening. And they're happening because the government refuses to stop it. ICE refuses to stop it. If you look, there have been so many illegals released at the southern border that New York's ICE office is fully booked until, listen to this, October 2032. (laughs) October 2032. You cannot get an appointment at the ICE office to be processed. It just means that it's total chaos. It just means that there's no way to stop it. Eric Adams wants $12 billion. $12 billion to help them sort out the illegal problem. They're giving away full hotels in New York. It's not going to end well, people. It's not going to end well. The illegals are being given everything. Americans are being given nothing. We have got to do something about this And Irene is trying. So go support her campaign. We're actually going to put her donation link down here. She is running. It's going to be beautiful. We need people like her who get the problem, who live the problem. If you have to live there, you're going to actually try to fix it. Most of these people, they're all talk, no action. Irene lives there. She's going to try to do something. So let's send her to Congress. With that being said, it's a short episode today. I thank you all for listening. We're going to be back next week. Make sure you support our sponsors. Gold Co., we talked about them earlier in the show, VNSH, it's called Vanish, it's a holster. You need to check out this holster, we talk about it all the time. If you have not checked this holster out, they're giving $40 off to anybody watching this show. So go to VNSH.com forward slash Joey, and you get that promo code, and you get $40 off. Make sure it fits your gun, you know, make sure that we can be safe in this country, because as we were talking about, all these illegals are coming over. They're raping people, they're shooting people, they're robbing people, they're killing people. Make sure that you have the proper protection so that you are not on the other side of that rape. Anyway, I hope you have a really beautiful week, everybody. Weekend is coming up. We're going to have an episode right before the weekend with Laverne Spicer and Ruben Young. Cannot wait to let
1: you see that. Until then, have a great one.